Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant good afternoon to you. How are you doing? Good to have you here. My name is Patrick Timpone, and you know your name, so we're all set to go. I mean, that's it. If you'd like to join the show today, you can call 888-663-6386. Most people like email because you're shy, and I understand. So you can just email Patrick at one radionetwork.com during all of the shows. We generally take Thursdays off to work on our screenplays and our writing projects, so we'll be back on Friday, and we have a lot to talk about on Friday. We, we just solve all the world's problems in two or three hours. Kind of, not, not the Russians, yeah, some of that one. Um, we have an exciting show for you today. Adam Bergstrom, who I've known for 10 years, He's on the show twice a month. He's a great researcher, uh, living in California. We're trying to get him to Texas, but, you know, California. And um, he's been a great fan of uh, Dr. Emmanuel Ravisi for a very long time. And he's actually read his book, which, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's a big book, 800 pages. And then Dr. Ray Pete, who's a Ph.D., and he's been at this game for over 80 years. Dr. Ray Pete is a big fan and um, student of Dr. Ravisi and has talked about him. So somewhere along the line, we heard about DrRavisi.com and found out about our guest, and her name is Lynn August. And she is an MD that um, came across Dr. Ravisi's book. The title is so long you don't even want to say it, and I'll let her say it because I, I can't even pronounce one of the words. And she read the book, and she immediately flew overnight to Red Eye to meet him, and she's been, I guess, his student, and we'll find out, and studying his work ever since. So we're going to find out what it was in this book that made her just change her entire life. There's a, there's a screenplay there somewhere. I like the story. It's a great story. So we're going to talk to her, and you're going to meet her, and we're going to do it right now. Dr. August, good afternoon. Oh, you're in France, so it's good afternoon to you. <laughs> nice to be here. Thank you, Pat. And Patrick, yeah, it's great. Nice to have you here. So, so talk about in 1980 when you came across Dr. Ravisi's book. I mean, top of the, top of the bullet points, I mean, what about this book um, enticed you to do what you did? Get on a plane and just go meet this guy. Um, I, I became a doctor because I wanted to find another way to address cancer. Mm. When I was a teenager, my, my grandmother lived with us, and she was dying of cancer during those years. And the treatment was, as hard, was harder than, I think, the cancer. Yeah. Um, the, the surgery, the radiation, and... I just felt there had to be another way. And it's so curious to me because I grew up on Staten Island, just a ferry ride from where Dr. Ravici was. But of course, I didn't know that then. Um, so this had always been my, my interest from the beginning with medicine. Hmm. And when I understood Ravici's approach to to cancer, it just made so much sense. Wow. 
No, nobody had written about that before. No one had talked about that before. And it turns out his understanding is so developed because he brings physics into medicine. Physics, you know. Yeah, we had to take physics course to be in pre-med to become a doctor, but the connection between physics and medicine was never apparent. And that also, I actually had planned to become a physicist before I um, had this experience with my my grandmother. Huh. And yeah. So, so it, let me ask you, is it Ravici or Ravici? I always say Ravici. Okay, well I'll do Ravici then. So you, you, so when his approach to cancer was so different, you jumped on a plane and went to meet him. Yeah, I took a chance. I got on a red eye and went to his office yeah. at eight that morning. Wow! And um, walked into his lab, and there he was. And that's how it began. He kind of turned around. He, oh, there you are. Or something like that. I don't ever, I'm not quite sure. You know, Dr. Ravici spoke five and a half languages, mm. the half being English. Mm. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So then did you go to work with him right away? I actually um, started seeing patients with him in his clinic. Wow. Um, and asked him questions. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't stay in New York. I was I had a practice at the time in Oregon. So over the next few years, I would go to New York a few times a year for a few weeks to be with him. And in between, I was often on the phone with him several times a day. Hmm. He never slept. And we had a three hour difference, so I could call him. <laughs> In my evening, and he, you know, he 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 was so kind and, and gracious with um, helping me with my patients oh. in Oregon at the time. Now he didn't sleep, um, but and he lived uh, about ninety years, so evidently that sleep is not all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, by sleep I meant sleep. He sleep. had these naps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even during the day, he he would be it in his chair at his desk and he would nod off and then he'd be fine for a long, long time. He, he could get those kind of cat naps. Yeah. And I suspect he did that a, a lot at night too. So, mm. um, so to explain to us as like we're a young child or a golden retriever. We like to say that around here. His, his <laughs> the difference between Ravici and Cancer, cancer as we know it, which I guess is the same thing as it was back then, right? Pretty much the same modern yeah, medical was, model yeah, we, of cancer is about the same as it was 40 years ago. Not much has changed. Not yeah. much has changed. So how is he, what did he know that the modern medicine doesn't know? I would put it how I'd say it is that well his focus was on lipids yeah. okay mm -hmm. so what lipids are is fat molecules when we speak of fat you know we're, t we're let's say abdominal fat or fat anywhere in our body yes, or fat in food 
um, all fat is made of different lipids, different kinds of molecules. And his interest in the body was the was lipid molecules. And by that, I'm talking about things we're all familiar with. Cholesterol, that's a lipid molecule. Mm -hmm. And fatty acids, we're familiar with um, EPA, we're familiar with um, oils. Whether it's olive oil or any oil, they're made of fatty acids. And he looked at the play of these lipids in the body and he recognized This is the beauty of his work. He recognized that lipids are an essential part of our defense. We always only talk about the immune defense. When I went to medical school, that's all I learned. And I don't think anyone learns any differently now. We know more about the immune defense than when I went to medical school. And that's, I think, one of the advances in cancer therapies in mainstream is understanding more of immunity and being able to give more treatments that are immune-related. But Ravici said there's the lipid defense. He discovered it, he defined it, and he knew how to work with it. And what he says is that anyone with a chronic disease, not just cancer, Mm -hmm. you name it, diabetes, whatever, their lipid defense is not working properly. So, how can, we, how can we get a better lipid defense? His brilliance, he came up with lipids, non-toxic lipids, totally non-toxic, that would at least assist the lipid defense, if not change the lipid defense, as long as you were taking this lipids, you had a better lipid defense. Nobody has done anything with that recognized that before or since Ravici. And my commitment has been trying to, is to bring this understanding to the medical community because I think it could serve people so much if this was integrated into modern hmm. medicine. Not replacing things, but included. So when, when, you, when, when Ravici said lipid defense, so uh, simply part of these fat, fat molecules part of our immune defense that maybe disintegrates or eats up or whatever the term is, um, abhorrent or out of control molecules like we call cancer. Okay. I'm not sure. So in other words, are these lipids part of the defense mechanism that will actually go in and eat up what are called cancer cells? Yes. Wow. That's pretty strong. Yeah. So, uh, wow. So, if we eat more good lipids, then are we better protected from everything? Protected from everything? From, you know, from stuff, cancer, uh, you know, whatever, you know, things that go bump in the night in the the body. Uh, Are they protecting us from other things other than Cancer cells? They're not protecting us. Okay. It's not like it's not like the immune defense that if you have immunity to a certain virus that makes you be able to get rid of that virus. Okay. Um, it doesn't work that way. It's not immunity. It's what's happening at the time. 
So Go ahead. if my lipid, if your lipid defense is working and you, cancer cells are developing in our body all the time. Yes. But not everybody gets cancer, fortunately. So clearly our defense is working, both our lipid defense and our immune defense. So no, I, there are cir circumstances where you can take these. My focus has not been as much in cancer with Dr. Avicii's lipids as it has been in, in general problems that people have. Let's just take something as simple, you know, not as simple. Let's take pain. Mm -hmm. Ravici found that there's two kinds of pain. Sometimes when you have pain, your urine is acid pH. Mm. Sometimes it's alkaline. Okay. If it's alkaline, you want to take this lipid. If it's acid, you want to take a different lipid. And the pain goes away. Whoa. You can actually tune it in that. Um, that's very interesting. So depending on, you might do olive oil or coconut oil or some other thing, depending on the urine pH. Um, are you asking if you could take coconut or In other words, if, if you had pain and you see your pH is acid or alkaline, you could actually choose a particular fat that would help if you knew what you were doing. Right. Hmm. Right. Um, but food, although they are lipids like the olive oil or coconut oil, mm -hmm. food does not change the lipid defense a lot. It doesn't. You can't treat, you can't treat with food. You can't treat with food. So what did he use? Well, Ravici's lipids. <laughs> I'm sorry, he created Ravici, lipids? He created Ravici, Ravici created many, many lipids for therapeutic purposes. Wow. He just called them therapeutic agents. All non-toxic. Wow. And so let's say you're having, someone's having an allergic reaction. Mm -hmm. If you took... Um, a particular lipid of his called Flamefell stops it right away. Whoa. Oh. Whoa. And you worked with these, his particular lipids for a long time and they worked? Well, I've worked with them since I was with Dr. Ravici in, in 1980s. You, and you continue to work with them today? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Of course. Ravici isn't here, but <laughs> we had him until 1998. <laughs> and what are these lipids made out of? Just naturally occurring substances. Um, you know, I, I mentioned um, one called flame quell, mm -hmm. which is very, which has a wide application. And this is just certain types of alcohols. Now, when I say alcohol, people immediately, of course, think of the alcohol we drink or rubbing alcohol you mm. might put on a baby. Mm -hmm. um, but alcohols is a whole class of substances. And there's many, 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 many alcohols. If you look up alcohols, I don't even know how many, but there's many. Mm -hmm. um, and 
and then and, and Ravici found that alcohols of different lengths, alcohols are, are, um, are carbon chains, just like fatty acids are carbon chains, but alcohols have a, 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 uh, a positive charge and fatty acids have a negative charge. If you're having an allergic reaction, you've got a lot of fatty acids running amok. Hmm. You take an alcohol, it neutralizes them because it has the opposite charge. And then he found out if you take an alcohol of a short length, it works in the tissues, a longer length it works in the cells, and yet a longer length, the longest that we've worked with, it actually works in the nucleus, which is utterly fantastic. So you can treat on the different levels. Wow. And he, he was someone too, an intelligent, a genius, if you will. He figured this out and he, and he did it, used it in clinical practice as you did and do to, to substantiate that, it, that it's real, that it works. Yes. And again, my work has, yes, I have worked with cancer, um, but that's not the focus of my work. And we haven't, I haven't seen the repeated results with, with cancer that Ravici writes about in his book. You have not. So, no. And, and I've, um, I've often worked, most of the people with cancer that I give lipids to are getting some other kinds of treatment, either more standard treatment or other alternative treatments. So it's part of the protocol. Whereas, whereas Ravici had these dramatic results just using his lipids um, in some in cancer cases that he reported. But the mo one of the most striking things that happened was when I went back to Oregon after my first meeting with him, mm -hmm. Ravici sent me home with a few lipids. <laughs> and at the time, a woman came to me with very severe PMS premenstrual sim symptoms. Mm -hmm. And she was so severe, she actually had a court injunction against her, her because of behavior related to her PMS. I gave her a lipid. Her PMS stopped completely. Nothing. Really? And she was able to get her court situation cleaned up, cleared out. <laughs> um, so Something like that, you know, I had to go on. <laughs> you know, it was so dramatic. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was young, too. I mean, yeah. So, big picture, Dr. August, um, how can we in the cheap seats utilize this information without having access to or using these lipids? Um, must be something we can do in our lifestyle with diet. No? Yes. Yes. Um, actually, there's two, there's two extremes of off-balance, as Ravici would call. Off-balance. He liked that phrase. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, and I can break it down to, into a very simple... Um, well, this is a good way to say it. Okay. 
we're all familiar with LDL cholesterol. Yes, right? we are. Yeah. Okay, and I want to point out that cholesterol in LDL cholesterol and cholesterol in HDL cholesterol, it's the same cholesterol, no difference. What's different is the package. LDL and HDL are packages that carry cholesterol. And what's unique, they're, to they're different packages insofar as LDL delivers cholesterol to our tissues mm -hmm. from the blood. HDL picks cholesterol up from our tissues and brings it back to the liver. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Now, one of the one of the mind-blowing things I learned with Ravici right from the beginning is one of cholesterol's jobs in the body and one of its main purposes. I'm not going to say the main purpose, um, but certainly a significant it's a significant player in regulating fatty acids. Cholesterol in these whatever the carrier is, cholesterol is bound to fatty acids in in the um, the carrier. So when I say it delivers cholesterol to the tissues, I'm saying it delivers free cholesterol. It's no longer bound. So this is active cholesterol. And cholesterol can then bind fatty acids in the tissues. So actually what I'm saying is cholesterol is an anti-fatty acid. Is, it's an anti-fatty acid. Is that good? Is that good? And, and that's good because we, we want control of the fatty acids. Fatty acids are an essential part, do many good things in our metabolism, have many roles to play. But if there's too many, we've got inflammation. Hmm. And if we've got inflammation, we've got the setup for a disease or at least symptoms and if it's chronic, it's going to become a disease. So now maybe you can start to appreciate controlling fatty acids is controlling, is answering your question, what can we do day to day? Uh -huh. So does that mean we should eat more cholesterol? No, that flies in the face of everything, right? But sometimes that is my prescription. Sure. Now, if, you, if your LDL is low, mm -hmm. You could have too many fatty acids, and it might benefit you to eat more cholesterol. If your LDL but is low, and in your opinion, what is low? What number? Well, um, I'll probably raise a lot of hairs here, That's right. but I feel like an LDL, <laughs> an ideal LDL cholesterol is 115. Okay. Now, anything over 99, any lab report will say is high. But bear in mind that, okay, so if LDL is low, you could have too many, too many fatty acids and be set up for inflation problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if LDL is high, over 130, then 
you also have inflammation. What's happening now, the reason the LDL, the LDL is high is because it's your body's defense against all of these fatty acids and it's working overtime. Now, you say, okay, so maybe people with high LDL cholesterol, not so bad. Well, it is bad because when there's so much, when the LDL cholesterol is binding all these fatty acids, something very significant happens. There's no longer fatty acids available for our bodies to burn as fuel. Hmm. Yeah, because it's, it's bound up with the cholesterol. And if the fatty acids are bound up with the cholesterol, and we don't have it for fuel, our body flips into anaerobic metabolism. And then once you have anaerobic metabolism, many things can go awry because you can't burn oxygen very well, very much. So you're using alternative pathways. Some would say that this is what enables cancer cells um, to proliferate because cancer cells don't like oxygen. I, that is true in some cases of cancer. And that's why some people go on a diet that's totally um, a ketogenic diet. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that's, I think that's getting a little, um, a little detailed, losing track of the fact that high or low LDL cholesterol is a problem. Hmm. So you- and just to be able to know, you know, all my training and all my, the only thing I learned is cholesterol is bad. Sure. And you take, you take statins. Well, <laughs> I have so many problems with statins. And it's not solving the problem because I always liken taking statins to, I use this analogy, if, you're, if, if the oil light is on your dash is on, hmm. you're going to be concerned to find out why. There's a Many reasons it could be on, but you have to look into it. Mm-hmm. Or you could remove, remove the fuse and now the light goes off and think the problem solved. <laughs> and that's how I think about statins. That's a nice metaphor. Because you never corrected the, yeah, yeah, you never corrected why are there so many fatty acids? Now, not everybody can, you know, we have, we're different body types. So the, some people can make a lot of cholesterol for the fatty acids. So that's one body type. You know, those people aren't going to be benefit by eating more cholesterol. But the person who doesn't make a lot of cholesterol and the cholesterol stays low and there's fatty acids, they'll benefit. So that's an example. Yeah. Um, Fascinating. Of a diet, yeah, dietary. Would that main cholesterol number, which we've learned over the years, doesn't mean anything, you know, uh, 253, whatever, is um, is that number a good number in the main cholesterol number, whether it be 200, 225, or whatever it is? Does that vary in body types and just each individual person, the best number, the best place that number should be? Um, well, 
Does it vary for different people? Yes, in ma'am. Terms of in other words, good number? a lot of people say, um, well, 225 is really a good number. 250, boy, that's great. You make plenty of hormones and everybody's happy. Uh, but does that number vary in for different people the right number? If there's the right number. You know. I haven't thought. Probably not. Okay. Probably some slight variation. I think it's more, it's, it's more beneficial to pay attention I actually calculate the the LDL to HDL ratio. Oh. Multiply that by the total and get a number which I like to call the tissue cholesterol. Ooh, I like that. And that and that's what I and that's what I use. And the tissue cholesterol moves 90% of the time in the same direction as the LDL. So I to keep it, make it more usable. I'm talking of the LDL here, but when I, you know, to say high or low LDL, but I'm really talking in my mind about the the tissue cholesterol. And you get that formula by doing what? You multiply HDL times LDL. No. No. You first divide LDL by HDL, you, you, which okay. is the ratio. That number, you multiply by the total. Oh, I see. So you got HDL on top; it's a fraction. LDL on the bottom, and you time the times the total. No, I'm not sure you. Maybe did I get it wrong? LDL is on the top. HDL is on the bottom. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. And then that and number then you is times. Multiply that ratio by hmm. the total. So, um, so now you can see the cholesterol in the tissue, I'm concerned whether the cholesterol in the tissues is high or low, which I'm saying also corresponds close enough to the LDL. Gotcha. And that tissue cholesterol number in a perfect world would be? In a perfect world, 400. Wow. Okay. Pretty <laughs> I use the range, I use the range 3 to 500. I see. And what does that mean if your tissue cholesterol say 400, um, why is the body happier? Are we healthier and will live longer with that? It means your lipid defense is working in, in your favor. Your lipid defense. And if your lipid defense is working in... So, so let's not just... Um, I have a, another example. Okay. White blood cell counts are sometimes a, a little low. I, in fact, I see that quite often. Mm -hmm. You know, let's say let's say the lab says the white blood cell count. This is a common lab range should be start at four point zero, and and I'll often see three point eight or three point six, or I'll have people come to me and said. I have a low white blood cell count, and I get colds all winter long. I'm concerned for my immunity. What can I do to boost my immunity? And my response is, first I look at their, their lipid defense. The, the tissue cholesterol, the LDL cholesterol, being one of the main ways to look at the lipid defense, but I have several 
there's a host of other things in the blood that clue me which way the lipid defense is out of balance. So is there too many fatty acids or not enough fatty acids? That's the question I'm asking. So usually when someone's white count is a bit low, we find out there's too many fatty acids. Too many. Fatty acids are running amok. Hmm. Even if the tissue cholesterol is okay, the LDL cholesterol. So then I say to the person, the problem is not your immune defense. The problem is your lipid defense is not working well enough. Because if you have a low white count, you have the lipid defenses the cause. Now, I'm not saying if you have a very low white count from this, that, or the other disease. I'm just talking about the person who's living their life and having too many colds and has a few tenths of a point below and they're concerned. And I say we have to ramp up your lipid defense. Perfect example of someone, I would say, you need to eat more cholesterol. Hmm if their LDL is low or the tissue cholesterol is low. Um, the body, that, that would be one of, their, yeah, one of their best defenses. And eat less carbohydrates because that works, it, that's more inflammatory. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't ever, I don't favor no carbohydrates except in very extreme situations for temporarily. But if they're eating too many, if it's a big part of their diet, I've had people get rid of their colds just by getting their carbohydrates under control. Really? Just by cutting down on whatever, rice, pasta, whatever, bread? Mm -hmm. Actually, and one of the bad ones is too much fruit. Too much fruit? Yeah, because fructose is much harder on your insulin. Fructose is much more, yeah, it's much harder on stabilizing your blood sugar. So... It's not uncommon that I have people have two pieces of fruit or more a day. For some people, that's way too much. Way too much. Would you know that by testing your fasting blood sugar? Um, the fasting blood sugar could tell you that. Could it? But um, I actually have tested for many many years, I've used the, um, I have people eat a nor- their normal breakfast or normal lunch and get the blood test that I look at three and a half hours after a normal breakfast or normal lunch. Then I can see what their cholesterol, their triglycerides, their blood sugar, and all these other parameters I'm looking at, what, what's happening to them in real life during the day. Hmm. So we have fasting, fasting, fasting lipids are interesting. If you're a researcher or you just look at lipids the way medicine looks at lipids, but the way I look at lipids, it has to be in the context of the life. (laughs) Yeah. So, so fasting blood sugar, if you have maybe even 50, 60 or 70, which is pretty low, um, is that a could that be a determination that you're doing the right amount of fruit, or, or no 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 the, no if the fasting blood sugar is low it's telling you something I'm not 
I'm not, that's not what I use, but I'm saying it's still valid as a, yes, there's a problem with, with sugar. Oh, Whether, if, if, if the blood sugar is low or high. Oh. So if the fasting blood sugar is low, you might need more sugar? More fruit? No, it's, it's usually because you're eat, people who eat too much sugar, their blood sugar is spiking up and then down all the time. Hmm. So they, they can't maintain the blood sugar at an even level, at a wanted level, all the time. So they, if someone who eats, someone who's hypoglycemic, they eat sugar, their blood sugar spikes up, but then it drops too low. And then there's a problem. That's when they have symptoms. So, and someone comes in with a fasting blood sugar that's too low. They might have symptoms during the day. They might not, but it's a problem. It's a problem. So they have to get on a diet that balances their carbohydrates with the protein intake and the fat intake. And the so ca I, I carbohydrates say, could be sugar, could be fruit. I, I stop. I, I recommend people stop sugar, and only eat the complex carbohydrates. Right. And yeah. also hmm. get and also have enough fat in their diet because fat slows down the metabolism yeah. of carbohydrates. Doctor Lynn August is with us, an MD, and share website is Doctor Ravici. Um, Dot com, and let me show you. There it is, drravici.com, D-R-R-E-V-I-C-I, and you can go there and visit. And we also have a link that we can put on the or the show page here that someone Adam Bergstrom found that you can get the entire book of Dr. Ravici, and Great. it's pretty interesting because you can actually. It's all set up so you can do searches too and find things. It, it's it's pretty cool. You know, I haven't read it, of course, because I'm brain dead. But you know, I'm working on it. So, so would you stay right there, and we're going to talk about a few products, and then we'll come back. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for coming on the show. This is fun. We like to get geeky here, and Dr. Lynn August is with us. If you'd like to be on the show, you can join us via email, patrick at oneradionetwork.com, oneradionetwork.com. We have been using molecular hydrogen for, gosh, I guess it's been three years now. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it'll be three years in August. I'm looking for the, the, the graphic, and I lost it somehow. I just lost it, so I'm just going to, what happened to it? Well, that's crazy, because I want to play a commercial. Well, I don't know where it left. You know how computers are. Sometimes they'll just just leave it. So I'll put up, I'll put up um, something here while you listen to this. Pre Previously, with the highly credentialed Dr. Thomas Levy, he argues because the literature shows that oxidation is the cause of disease. But the whole point is the location, the concentration, the duration. The distribution of oxidized biomolecules determines 100% of all diseases. And so that's why I say oxidative stress doesn't cause disease, oxidation 
is disease. Is disease. If there's no oxidized biomolecules, you don't have a toxin. The toxic effect is oxidation of biomolecules. That's the entirety of it. And by the grace of God, several months ago, George Wiseman said this about hydrogen. Hydrogen is the world's best antioxidant by a long shot. Hmm. First of all, it's 700 times uh, smaller than something like uh, CoQ10, 400 times smaller than vitamin C, things like that. So it can literally go, the hydrogen molecule can literally go through everything in your body and go right into the very DNA and repair it. So now it makes sense why George was able to say this back in August 2019 with such conviction. The body accepts that gas and uses it to heal everything. It's like the fountain of youth. It's a astonishing the amount of ailments in fact in scientific studies and they have over a thousand scientific studies now they are showing that it either helps the body heal directly or indirectly from virtually every ailment that ails any water-based life form okay i'm sold and i was able to get one a couple of months ago thanks to your support it's called the aquacure hydrogen machine well that uh, commercial is obviously two years old or three years old. yeah yeah i mean i just uh, do what I can here and um, give you your best shot. But we have a promo uh, uh, 20% discount on this hydrogen machine. I think you'll enjoy it. I I just, I breathe it a lot. I drink the water. You know, I'm crazy, but you know, I'm, uh, knock on wood, I'm healthy. Uh, so what can I tell you? You know, it's, it's good stuff. Uh, try it. You have a 20% discount, 20% discount on the machine today using promo code one radio you can drink the water and breathe the gas and i think you'll enjoy it i think you'll have a good time you can go to um molecularhydrogeninstitute.com and look at some of the peer-reviewed studies a lot of work is being done with cancer with uh, helping rest- uh, stroke victims recover um with molecular hydrogen in china and japan and uh, and that part of the world, but they're catching on here. Um, There's some molecular studies, uh, peer-reviewed studies in this country as well. It's pretty amazing technology. It's called Brown's Gas, which is like a step up from molecular hydrogen. It's uh, the only molecule on both sides of the periodic table. Pretty cool stuff. Check it out. It's on our website on oneradionetwork.com. Here's something that I do every day, but be careful by doing what I do, because I'm, I'm crazy as a loon. But I think it's good. I do saunas every day of my life. I just do it, and I like it, and I drink plenty of water, and um, I think it's helped me to just stay um, in, in good shape. I really do. This uh, uh, far-infrared sauna is available at our website on oneradionetwork.com. You have to email me to get the price. Here's a doc that talked about it uh, a couple years ago. Previously with cardiologist Dr. Joel Kahn, 35 years experience in cardiology. On your commercial break, you hit a hot button because I'm a giant fan of infrared sauna and the cardiac benefits. Tell us about uh, why you like these saunas for the heart. What does it do? In Japan, it's a traditional therapy of heart disease to even sick heart patients to sit for 15 or 20 minutes in an infrared sauna, then lie down and rest and hydrate for about half an hour. They call it Wa-On, W-A-O-N, it means soothing heat. And they've done research studies, like 30 of them in humans. Anti-ages your arteries and improves the strength of your heart, and it may actually 
prolonged survival in sick heart patients. Anybody can just, again, go to the Internet, read about infrared sauna heart disease, or put my name there because I've written many articles about it. Now there's data coming out of Sweden and Finland because they've published some amazing data that number of times a week you're in a sauna, number of minutes each time, you can just track out how long you're going to live. So very powerful therapy by being in, my favorite is an infrared sauna. Well, I don't know about you, but if the heart muscles and the arteries are happy, things are good. (laughs) Things are good. We put a great video on our sauna landing page by a doctor, um, what's her name? Her name is escaping me. It's not in my consciousness at the moment, but it'll come in there because, you know, it'll just roll around the universe and pop right back in me. Um, But anyway, she's a real big fan of um, uh, infrared saunas. And Rhonda Patrick, see, I told you, would come back. You see how that goes? It just circles around the runway, pops right back in. Rhonda Patrick, um, you know, just so you know, that's one of the real... Uh, tricks about re- remembering your dreams. So you wake up and you, I, I'm going to just do this because it's fun. You wake up and you know you just had a good time. Man, this was great. But you just can't quite put your finger on. You'd like to remember it and write it down. I, I write down my dreams. Um, if you just let it go like I just did with that name and focus on something else, talk to God, do whatever, look at your toes, look at your belly button, don't, don't think about, oh, I wonder what that is. No, don't do that. Stay right there. That state of consciousness, it will come back in. It's pretty cool. That's how you remember your dreams. Okay, so don't mind me. I just got attacked by my mind. Um, if you'd like to get a sauna, the only way to get the best price is um, email me, patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Patrick at oneradionetwork.com. The total price, tax titled and delivered, no tax, is $1,295 in the lower 48. For those of you in Petaluma, that does not include um, Alaska or Hawaii. We ship them all over the world. We shipped one to Italy the other day, and we shipped them with a proper plug. Because as you know, we in the United States have the right plug. Everybody else has the wrong plug. I'm just kidding. No, no. Everybody has a different plug, because, you know, and we'll ship it to you. We can ship one to, to Dr. August in France and give her the French plug, you know, so she can do that. Okay, that's how you do it. The only way to get this price, the best price, is to email me, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. And Dr. Lynn August is with us. She is in a beautiful country in France, right? Lots of choices for good food there, right, Doc? You get all kinds of fat and meat and fish, whatever you want, right? Yeah. What kind of diet have you graduated to for yourself uh, after all these years? What kind of things do you eat regularly? Um, I'm now on a, um, a vegetarian diet. Oh, you are? Huh. Yeah, and it's, I did this once before. I actually did it when I was um, after medical school. I did it at, at a very difficult time, actually, because I was working so intensely in hospitals and emergency rooms, uh-huh. and I finally realized I needed to, to ground myself, and a vegetarian diet wasn't grounding enough for me. Um, 
but a couple years ago, a, a trip to India and my, my, my meditation practice, it just felt like the right time mm-hmm. and an easy time to make the transition. Yeah. Um, I still have, I can still, I still enjoy, um, actually, I eat dairy, but it's all sheep from sheep. Oh, yeah. Mm. And, yeah, and <laughs> to me, it's a much better dairy because the, it hasn't been genetically changed yeah. as bovine has been. Um, although, I, at one point, for 10 years, I was a very avid farmer, and I had cows and horses and ducks and chicken, but, you know, I had plenty of milk. <laughs> yeah, and you... <laughs> made my own yogurt. Yeah, did you, made you my did own drink it raw or make yogurt? Yeah, mm. yeah. I had the real thing, the real thing. Can I get you to move your camera a little bit? I'm kind of losing you on your, your left side again. If I oh. can add a girl, get you. I don't want to lose you. Can you move it over? That's, I'm not sure. Whoop, what, yeah. If no? You, no, the other way. There you go. That's better. That's better. Is that better? Yeah. So we make a good pair. About six weeks ago, I started eating nothing but meat. So you and I, we'll get along great. You know, this is ah. great. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> I was up in the middle of the night and I was watching this video about something called oxalates. Oxalates ah, yes. and all the vegetables yes. and all that. And I've been, I got a couple of issues, very small. I mean, I'm doing great. I'm very blessed. But I said, you know, I'm going to just, I don't sleep. You know, like Dr. V, I don't sleep. And so, um, <laughs> um, so I said, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to try this, you know, and I just start getting rid of all the vegetables because of the oxalates. And you know how it is if you watch somebody and you believe it, you just buy into it, you know. And uh, um, so then I figured out there was nothing left except meat. And then then I was started looking at pasta and rice and all that. So, well, there's lectins there, so maybe I'll just do that. So I've just been doing meat and butter and eggs and uh, a little cheese and goat's milk um, and organ meats and a little bit of fruit for six weeks now. I feel great. I feel, you talked about being grounded. You know, I do a lot of spiritual work, deep spiritual work. And I'm more grounded from me eating more more meat than vegetables. When I eat just vegetables, I'm, I'm all over the place, you know. I'm flying all over the universe not knowing where I am. Isn't that interesting mm-hmm. how it's different for so many, everybody. Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you about, and you mentioned it, so I'd like to look at this. So since doing all this, and I, it's just an experiment. I don't know how long I'm going to do this. You know, I could go to McDonald's tomorrow. I don't know. You know, who knows? Um, but my blood sugar is really low in the morning. I feel good, but it's about 50, which is lower than it's ever been. Usually 80 or so, but on this diet, it's like 50. Is that telling me anything in your opinion that I should look at or be concerned about? But I shouldn't be concerned if I don't feel bad, right? Pretty much so, yes. Um, what do your lipids show? Well, I don't know from lipids, so I'm going to do that. But I thought I would eat this for okay. about three months and then test my lipids, right? Well, have, do you know what your lipids were before you did this no. all-meat I have, I have no idea. No, I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've got some past blood work that it shows HDL and LDL. I guess I could figure it out, right? But with your formula? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it'd be, well, 
I'm just, I would be interested to see how it changed. Yeah, me so too. If you had some, yeah. yeah, so if you had some <clears throat> from before and compare it. Um, as far as whether the low blood sugar is a problem, I would only be able to answer that with a more complete blood test right. that has other, other parameters. Um, so you feel good. And as long as you're paying attention to any changes that don't feel good, sure, I would continue. I, but I don't know how long it will work. Maybe it'll continue to work, and maybe it won't. Yeah, maybe you'll come to a point and say, "Wait a minute, something's not right here." And, it, and that happens. Right. That happens right. a lot with extreme diets like this. It happens a lot. Yeah, you know, you can go two yeah. or three months, and all of a sudden say, "You know what? I don't know about this. <laughs> maybe I need it, some does rice." It change your weight. Does it change your weight? Actually, I've lost some weight, which I don't really want to do. You know. Right. See, that's one thing I would be concerned with. Okay. And if what, it's too much. So it's too much. So if I if I wanted to gain some more weight, I would just add maybe rice or pasta. Or better vegetable. Well, if you want, if you want to stay away from the oxalates, it couldn't be vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> You're full of oxalate. <laughs> well, the, the mainstay of my diet is is lentils. Oh, lentils, yeah. Yeah, I make I make terrific lentil soups with many different vegetables in it. Um, yeah. And this is a mainstay. And beans. Beans. And beans too. So I, but maybe that's not something you're comfortable with. Oh no. So you Do you think there's it. anything to this oxalate thing? Obviously, you don't. I think beans. And lentils are very high in oxalate, so it must not be an issue for you, or you don't. Who, who knows? Well, <laughs> what is your, what is your main issue with oxalate? Oh, just because somebody told me that they're they're just not good for you. I mean, I'm just buying into some idea at the moment. I don't know. I'm just experimenting. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm just experimenting and say, well, you know, <laughs> the only issues I have, yeah. my toes are a little numb, uh, but they have been for years. And I don't sleep. So I thought, well, I'll experiment. And if those things... Do you sleep differently? Do you just sleep differently with the meat? Actually, I'm sleeping better, but I not. I don't... I just sleep deeper now. Deeper, you know? And That's good. But, but you know, I can, I can sleep for two hours and then be up for four hours and then three o'clock in the morning be working on my screenplay and then, you know, stay up till five. And, but, you know, one thing I wanted to ask you about, and I think that this would be helpful to other people and get away from my thing. When people, one of the reasons why I want to switch, and I know a lot of people, Dr. August, that they eat carbs, right? Bread or pasta or baked potato, you know, stuff like that. And they do fine, and then an hour later, they crash, right? They just, mm-hmm. boom. And this is what I was doing at night. And I had a need in my personal life to be able to work on my screenplays at night and if I ate carbs I'm done you know I eat a baked potato with lots of butter and some vegetables good dinner right an hour later I'm you know I'm I'm worthless the only I can do is watch a movie I can't work but I eat meat and I'm good you know I could be 9 10 11 o'clock at night just happy and clear and working on my screenplay so what does that tell me or other people who get off of carbs, a more keto diet, 
because I've heard of other people this happens for them. What is that telling us? What is that saying to us? Our metabolic, what's going on? Well, I think, I think we're made to have a balance mm-hmm. of protein, fat, and carbs. Mm-hmm. And the set point for each of us could be a bit different. Higher or low in one, in one area. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, over the years, when people come in with sleep problems, the first thing I look at is their blood, blood sugar issues. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing. Because people who are waking up at three in the morning are often eating too, their, their blood sugar is out of control. Out of control, being and, it's dropping too low at night? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's dropping too low, and then your body releases the stress hormones, which is what wakes you up, mm-hmm. because the stress hormones raise the blood sugar. They're mm-hmm. there for your benefit, but that they're going to interfere with your sleep. Gotcha. So, that makes sense. For a lot of people, what we do is we look at their diet from the moment they get up to the moment they go to bed. So they have the balanced input throughout the day. They haven't, so we can level the blood sugar with the diet, completely level the blood sugar with the diet 24 hours. But you have to start in the morning. You can't just decide, oh, well, I'll eat less carbs for dinner because then I'll sleep through. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> you start it, you have to have a real breakfast and a real lunch and a real dinner. And you have to have, some people have to have snacks between all their meals, mm-hmm. even a bedtime snack, in order to level out their blood sugar. If you need all that attention to your diet for your blood sugar, you've probably been having an uneven blood sugar for a very long time. But, but all that you attention to the when you feel it, when you feel it, I mean, I wake up in the day now, and I just feel great all day. I just feel great. I, I'm clear. I can do whatever I want. Exercise. Um, isn't that more relevant than if you'd start taking your, your little number on the little blood test? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the best way to regu- the rest, best way to regulate your blood sugar is try different things and find the thing that works the best for you. Right. That's the yeah. That's the best way to regulate your blood sugar because, you know, we live in a movie and and a blood test is a snapshot. It yeah, doesn't tell you about the movie. It's just puff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you mentioned some. I want to get back to these fatty acids. So, so, um, so just dietarily. If we want to make sure a fatty acid hmm, level is good, I mean, do we, what do we do as far as diet? Do we make sure we're getting plenty of fat, whether it be meat or, or dairy or butter or whatever? Olive oil? Or? Well, that's a good point right there. If your blood sugar is crazy, you're having these hypoglycemic episodes, you've got too many fatty acids. What do you and mean you by crazy? What do you mean by crazy? Define your cra- blood sugar is doing as we've talked. You eat, you, eat, you, eat sugar, you eat carbohydrates, it goes too high, and then it drops, and you're hypoglycemic. That's what I'm talking okay. when I use the word crazy. If you're having that kind of experience, 
What I'm saying is fatty acids are causing the symptoms. Okay, so you're fatty saying acids if I, are causing I, the symptoms. people have too many fatty acids like I might have, which cause the causing the blood sugar crash, eating carbs at night. Right? No, 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 no. The fatty acids are part of the lipid defense. Right. And, and the trigger, what's triggering the lipid defense is the low blood sugar. Triggering, ah, the, yeah, triggering, like, triggering the lipid defense. Okay, expound on that a little so bit. So if, if I get a, if I get a allergy, if I get exposed to something I'm allergic to, and I start sneezing and coughing, the thing I'm allergic to has triggered my lipid defense, and my body releases a lot of fatty acids, and that's what causes the symptoms. Oh. It's the fatty acids that cause the symptoms. So what I'm trying, I'm seeking to connect here is when you're having any symptom, the lipid defense is something's going on with the lipid defense. And it's trying to defend you. The purpose of the fatty acids, if I'm exposed to an allergen, is to get rid of the allergen, to destroy the allergen. The point of the, the purpose of the lipid defense is with low blood sugar is to get your blood sugar up. Eating fatty acids is not going to help that. Or not eating fatty <laughs> acids is not going to help that because we have plenty of fatty acids in our body. Plenty of plenty. fatty acids yeah, that, that the body can release when, when they're needed. Um, so as far as eating fatty acids, You'll get plenty of fatty acids in in foods. Plenty. In food. Just every every food has some fatty acids. A lot do. Well, a, maybe a cantaloupe doesn't. But <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but um, what should so, go ahead? No, you go ahead. So, but I'm I'm opposed to eating oils except for olive oil mm -hmm. because the fatty acids are it's primarily what we know as omega-9 fatty acids and olive oil whereas other oils have um, a lot of omega-6 which can be inflammatory mm -hmm. and once you take oils out of food you always have the problem of some oxidation and that's toxins for yes, us yes. even though even though you know, they say it's cold extracted and yada, 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 yada. Um, you know, just exposure to air. And certainly... You can heat oxidize oils. Yeah. Yeah. You've got, it. You've got oxidized oil. Yeah. Um, so, use olive oil or coconut oil. No fatty acids in those that can be harmful. And one of my favorite, actually, is ghee. Yeah. Mm, me too. Yeah, you know, for people who wants the who want the cholesterol, yeah, but not the yeah, but not the fatty acids. It's a great oil, and it it tolerates the heat for cooking. Yeah, and I know you have a background in Ayurveda, which I do as well. Studied it years ago. The ghee helps to enkindle agni, the digestive fire. So it's right. and it's a pretty good thing. Right. Ghee isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ghee is a staple in my diet. It's yeah. been for years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. 
put on everywhere. So, uh, I want to get to the heart before we go and really talk about that. But um, can you give some guidance if folks want to have, get one of these little blood test things and test their blood sugar three and a half hours after they eat? Is there a way to help us to understand what we could learn from that if we do that experiment? Um, <laughs> it's interpreting a blood sugar three and a half hours after you eat in terms of well the thing I just said earlier about cholesterol well, that's where I would test how I would test advise people to cholesterol test their cholesterol and also when you test your cholesterol they test automatically your triglycerides it's just called a lipid panel yes ma'am yeah it tests total cholesterol hdl ldl and triglycerides mm -hmm. triglycerides are very interesting because triglycerides are three fatty acids bound to a glycerol molecule so it tells you how many fatty acids you have so if someone has a high triglyceride most likely too many carbs high triglyceride too is too many, many carbs. carbs too many carbs yes yes hmm. you know now labs i like cholesterol triglycerides excuse me to be you know around a hundred mm -hmm. on that test that i take well the labs allow it to go to 150 but read it a little tighter in terms of if there's a problem with carbs you want it lower you want it lower you want to lower your carbs see what carbs will do is they'll raise your triglycerides and more for you know people who have a family history of diabetes or a family history of of um, heart disease and they have a triglyceride level that's high i jump on them right away get those carbs under control hmm. it'll save your life literally save your life wow triglyceride at 100 is your perfect world kind of thing yeah about 100 hmm. 120 even mm -hmm. but they tell us a lot they tell us a lot and what the other thing the carb does it raises the triglyceride and it lowers your HDL cholesterol. So therefore your tissue cholesterol or your LDL cholesterol is going to be high. Which is good. That's what you want, right? Well, but we Four. don't want it. We want it balanced, not yeah. too high. Yeah. The LDL, yeah, if the LDL is high, then we get into what we talked earlier about anaerobic metabolism and all the diseases that can result from anaerobic metabolism. What does that mean, anaerobic metabolism? Um, what is it? You're, you're, you're not using, you're not burning all your food fuel with oxygen. You're using alternative pathways in the body to break down the food. So you you build up a lot of lactic acid in the body hmm. and this will this will mess up your your min, your minerals everything goes askew crazy so the most dramatic example of lactic acid build, build up is someone 
an athlete. They they run too far, too fast, too long, yeah. and you know their legs just totally cramp up, and that's the lactic acid. Well, if you have sort of chronic lactic acid, you're going to have chronic um, uh, imbalances in your electrolytes. You're going to lose a lot of minerals in your urine, and it just a cascade of events will happen. Hmm. Why do you think breakfast is important? Because you're setting your metabolism for the day. Hmm. Hmm. And like I said, you can't have a stable blood sugar at not during the night if you're not if you don't have a stable blood sugar throughout the day. And if and if 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 you need breakfast to have a stable blood sugar throughout the day, then you need breakfast. Hmm. You know, we're all different. So some people are going to do okay without this. Sure. I'm talking about the people that are having the problems. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of folks out there now really going for one meal a day and doing this intermittent fasting, you know, the whole thing, you know. They they're going for what? They're going, just have one meal and then they're intermittent fasting for, you know, whatever, 20 hours. That might work. It works for work some people, for you know. Fasting makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Does it? Yeah. We're talking with uh, Dr. Lynn August, and her website is, let's put her up again so you can visit her, drravisi.com. Okay, uh, let's talk about the heart before we go. So I think heart disease is, is it right up there with number one or two of taking people out? Heart disease? What they call heart disease? It's right up there, isn't it? Right up there. Yeah. Right up there. Definitely. So I guess we have two different things going on. You tell me. We have this this thing called atherosclerosis, where stuff gets clogged up in the arteries, and they give people stints, and you know they do all these bypasses and all that stuff, and it, it stops the blood to the heart. And then we also have myocardial infarctions, right, where something is happening in the actual heart muscles and. Obviously, they would be connected, would they not? So let's talk about what you know, you believe in all your research and Dr. Ravisi's work with diet, fats, fatty acids, and keeping Mr. Heart happy. Talk to us about that. Um, atherosclerosis, plaques, in arteries. Mm -hmm. What atherosclerosis is, is a scar. 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 Just like if you tear your skin, you'll get a scar. What's happened, if there's atherosclerosis, you have to have a tear in the what's called the intima. The intima is the very delicate, one-cell thick lining of arteries. Hmm. So there's a tear and you get atherosclerosis. And this can keep building up because if calcium gets in there, you know, it gets pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the whole push for, for decades now to lower cholesterol saying it's causing the atherosclerosis. Well, yeah, cholesterol is part of the scar. You've got to you've got to put a scar on the intima. 
it's a very important artery. Um, so you have the, but atherosclerosis can actually happen with low, with low cholesterol too. Sure, um, because yeah. the, the so, scar is not caused by cholesterol. Cholesterol is just no, there to fix the problem. Cholesterol is there for our benefit. Yeah. Yeah, cholesterol is absolutely for our benefit. Um, so, to me, the thing driving um, intimate tears is the extreme amount of toxins in our environment. Uh -huh. Toxins. Yeah, wow. and they're everywhere. They're in our food, they're in our air, they're in our water. Hmm. This, to me, is what drives the, the atherosclerosis, because these are damaging. I see. These are very damaging. Makes um, sense, right? That makes sense. Right. So, things like the, the sauna, <laughs> um, you know, to keep us detoxed <laughs> um, is so important. And keeping the lipid balance so we're not depositing, scar, you know, more scars. <laughs> um, that's really important, too. Yeah. So we've heard over the years that this blood sugar and insulin um, with too many carbs, mostly, is an issue to tear the arteries as well. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the the what's happening over time is people's insulin goes up because they develop insulin resistance, and as your insulin goes up, insulin is a, is a toxin. Hmm. It's a toxin. And too much insulin can actually tear the intima, right? Cause mm -hmm. cause the tearing, then the yeah, cholesterol. Another toxin. Yeah. yeah. So then, then cholesterol comes in, and then the calcium comes in to make things smooth. And if you keep doing this, then it just builds up, and you have a heart attack. Yeah. Right. Because eventually, a small, a really small arterial, a really small artery, can clog, and you don't have any oxygen to the myocardium, to the muscle, and that's called an infarct. That's when it just quits. It just right. Modern medicine, of course, still thinks cholesterol is the villain here, to this day. Right. To this day. <laughs> no, no, cholesterol, if you think of cholesterol, if you know it's an anti- inflammatory <laughs> you know it's our friend here's an email from Janet what in your guest opinions are the most inflammatory foods I'm enjoying the show thanks yeah it's a good question are there some foods what that are, are the just most inflammatory? Uh, inflammatory foods like if there's a list is there some foods that are just inflammatory no matter who we are foods Well, I think the most inf the inflammatory foods is, sh is simple sh is simple carbs, simple sugars. Which are? Give us some ideas. Pasta, <laughs> hmm? fruit, sugar, wow. sugar, whether it's brown or or white, <laughs> sugar. 
sugar, which is carbs, right? Pretty much bread, cookies, cakes, hey. crackers, pasta. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm so. I had to. I got rid of that stuff so long ago. So long I didn't ago. Even think about it. I, <laughs> so that's why you do good, like you doing beans and lentils. That's your diet that they don't have that effect on your blood sugar. Right, and I and I have rice. Yes, huh. I mean I do have some carbs. Sure. Um, I I love potatoes, but I don't eat a ton of them. It's always in balance with some fats and other things. Mm-hmm. So I don't think of other foods as inflammatory. No. No, it's mainly the the carbs. Right. And for some people, oxalates might be, you know. Yeah, who knows? In, in terms of overall, it's the, it's the simple carbs. Simple carbs. Sugars. So what's the difference between, um, say, pasta and maybe an organic? I get an organic brown rice pasta when I was eating it from Italy. Really nice. Really nice product. Um, and I loved it. Uh, but what's the difference between eating that with eating, say, a baked potato with lots of butter, which is great, fun. Um, what's the difference that the body deals with those two foods? Well, are you putting anything on the pasta? Uh, olive oil, maybe, yeah, olive oil. Vegetables, olive oil. Butter, ghee, fat. Mm-hmm. Well, you're going to get more nutrients in the in the potato, hmm. um, and if they're both organic, you're at least getting less toxins. Presumably, there's so many toxins we can't even measure them all. But who knows? The focus of organic ag- agriculture is the you know is to avoid the toxins. So. You you talked about the sauna. We promote it, and I do use it every day. So is there pretty good evidence? Uh, uh, we know it's doing really good things for the heart other than detox, too, according to many people now. Um, is there any reason to believe that I'm getting and other people who use saunas regularly are getting these toxins out? We must be, right? Somehow. Yes, sweating is the way to move, the way, Hmm. the way. (laughs) Wow. Yes, we lose toxins in urine. We lose toxins when we breathe out. Mm -hmm. We lose toxins by elimination in our bowels, from our bowels. If you want to, sweating is the way to detox. Wow. That's why cultures have done it forever, right? I mean, Forever. I'm, I'm sure that they know there's something big to it. Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. Um, here's another email for you. So, George wants to know, so what's the difference between, say, animal fat and olive oil as far as how the body reacts to it? Hmm. Geeky. Hmm. Pretty geeky question there. I like it. As far as the body react, well, they're both good fats that we need. Yeah. So, 
what is the difference? Um, well, obviously, with, with the butter, we have all the, the cholesterol. So we're going to have that benefit if we need it. Um, olive oil is, is perfect for somebody whose tissue or LDL cholesterol is high. So that's what th those are the people I encourage to use the olive oil, whereas the people who have the low LDL, they eat the butter. But some of it, variety is the spice of life. So you do some of it. Yeah. You always do it all. Some of all of it. It not not to get diets into some scientific formula. That's not where we want to go. Mm -hmm. So you want to talk about a geeky question? I've got one for you. Just came in <laughs> from this is from our friend Adam Bergstrom, who's on the show, and he likes uh, Rivici's uh, Rivici's work. Can Dr. August explain Rivici's quantum versus electrostatic duality? Uh, I may have to go get a cup of coffee for that one, but we'll try it. <laughs> and why is why is this relevant? I wonder why he's asking this question. Well, Actually, this kind of segues back to the beginning of our discussion. Yeah, I love right. it. It's so organic here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was, I, I, I didn't remember this when you asked me before, what was it about the book that I got on a red right. eye to go meet Ovechi? Right. It was exactly that point in the beginning of the book, in the beginning of the book, that we have electrostatic forces and quantum forces and they determine everything everything i like it okay <laughs> well okay so think of an atom you have a nucleus mm -hmm. right and you have electrons spinning around mm -hmm. the nucleus is positive the electrons are negative. Mm -hmm. Why don't they just collapse? Positive and negative are drawn. I mean, that's the whole battery. Sure. You, you get electrons flowing by connecting a positive and a negative uh, node. So it's the quantum forces that keep the, is the centrifugal forces. It stops the electrons from collapsing into the nucleus. Quantum forces. All matter. Yeah. That's the quantum forces. The electrostatic forces is the positive nucleus and the negative electrons attracting. That's electrostatic. Mm -hmm. But if we only had electrostat, this is the fundamental duality of, of life. If we only had electrostatic, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't be here. Life. We wouldn't have life. <laughs> we wouldn't have a planet. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. So, so the quantum, in simplistic terms, would be called maybe, um, give me a little leeway here, um, <laughs> divine spirit, <laughs> or chi, or prana, life. This is together with the electrostatic forces which keeps everything going maybe yeah i like that is that what and, you called 
Is that what also the possibility is that it's because we have both. Yes. We have life. Yes. Right. It's not one is yeah. It's 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 because we have both spirit can manifest as matter. Yes. Yes. And yes. spirit needs like spirit needs us soul to manifest my experience yes it doesn't do it on its own spirit doesn't go out there just putting up buildings or i don't know doing stuff it goes through (laughs) us it it needs us doc right it does yes Yes, we are it we are it baby we're not separate from spirit we are not we yeah we we are creators yes we are creators yeah that's why we're here right that's a yes. tr- that's pretty cool isn't it did you understand that's this not- before uh meeting dr ravisi and reading this i mean this is what he was about right did i understand this before meeting ravici no i i was too young oh yeah yeah just it, a kid it, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a kid. This was, yeah, this was over, I met him over 40 years ago, so yeah. <laughs> I was definitely a kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, what I've been seeing in my meditations and, and experiences out of my body, which I do a lot, is that every, you might like this, in my experience, you tell me what you think about this, that every thought an image and feeling that I accept as real, right? Me being soul, I accept as real. Oh yeah, that yeah, I, I accept that. That's good. I I believe it's in my body at that moment. It is there, you know, which is why worry and angst and all this stuff creates disease, because. It's, mm-hmm. it's in the body when we believe that we're going to run out of money or I don't know, you know, terrorists are going to get beautiful. us. Or, you know, does that make sense to you? It's so beautifully said, Patrick. I, I'm glad we're here today for this moment. Oh. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. My pleasure. It is all, it is all here. Right here, right now. That's all there is. Right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> all there is. Boy, when you start thinking about no future, no past, and boy, that'll make your head explode, but it's, it's the way it is, Doc. You know that. I know you know that. Yeah. <laughs> so that could, that could really play into the idea when we understand this soul mind thing um how healing can happen quickly and may take time how what can help it healing can happen quickly oh or it could take yeah. time just depending on our state of consciousness right 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 you know how, how blessed we are <laughs> To have this experience, to have this, to be in this body. Yes. Yeah. It really is a 
really is a uh, an honor, right? And uh, and a, a real responsibility to take care of this little puppy as long as we can to, to kind of serve God, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, it feels like it's, that. It's such a, yeah. 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 And I, I think this is a major pause, cause of disease is that souls, God love them, and we've all been there, and I'm not criticizing, they're so afraid and they're so confused and they're so, you know, out of sorts that what we're talking about right here is they feel so lack of energy that they can't even think about what we're talking about, God, you know? Mm-hmm. And they just they just keep doing what they're doing and then they leave, you know? They just go. It's not a it's not a criticizing them because they get to go when they want, right? Everybody gets to go when you want. And we call it a disease, right? We call it a disease. Oh. <laughs> they had this, you know, they had a heart attack or they had what? Well, this ease without ease. Without ease. What we're talking is, yeah, we're talking about ease. 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 It reminds me of a meditation I learned from, I, well, what we're talking about is so um, dear to the work of Thich Nhat Hanh. I don't know him. Thich Nhat Hanh? Thich Nhat Hanh, the, mm-hmm. the Vietnamese Buddhist monk. Oh. Yeah. And he, he talks about finding it in the body. And one of the medita- in the meditations, breathing in calms my mind. Breathing out, my body is at ease. <sighs> breathing in calms my mind. Breathing out. It's all, yeah. It's all, if you can, if you stay, if you can stay always with the breath, you're always here, you're always now, yeah. and everything's yeah. fine. <laughs> I like that. I I play with that's, that. A, yeah, I play with that a lot at two o'clock in the morning when I wake up and I'm just sitting there talking to God, and I play around with this idea of not breathing in, but just keep breathing out a little bit, kind of buteco breathing. Do you know that? It's kind of like, and you could do that for a long time, and it's amazing that you're not breathing in. It's like, what's up with that? You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. So breathing out calms the body. Doesn't that? Wow. Well, breathing in, breathing out. Oh, breathing in. I recognize my mind is calm. Mm-hmm. Breathing out, my body is at ease. Yeah. yeah. Not so much cause and effect. It's recognizing. This is what in the now. This is what's happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, could you ask her about, wow, Ravici's biological entities relevant to the periodic table? What kind of question is ah, that? Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> you got a pretty geeky audience here, baby. <clears throat> no, I love it. I love it. Thank you. I'm trying to get in the, in the center. Getting off center here. There you go. <laughs> Is that good? Yeah, you're yeah, good. I think yeah. that's good. Yeah. Um, 
I kept trying to move the camera, but when I moved the camera, I would move my body in the wrong way. <laughs> um, yeah, that's beautiful. Okay, so earlier I said, you know, the different levels. I was talking about fatty, uh, um, fatty alcohols with short chains work on the tissue level, but the longer the chain, the longest chains we've worked with work on the nuclear level. So Dr. Avicii recognized different entities within the body. Entities. Entities. So let's say the nucleus is an entity. Okay. It takes on a secondary part, which is the cytoplasm, and now you have a new entity, a cell. And then you take on another part and you put a lot of cells together and you have, a t you have tissues. And then you put tissues, different tissues together and you have organs. Hmm. So he called, Ravici called this hierarchical organization. So he speaks of from the subnuclear level to the nuclear, to the cell, to the tissues, to the organs, to the system. And each of these entities I love this. Each of these entities is bound by a membrane. A membrane. A membrane. Okay, here's, here's the organism. The membrane's the skin. The cell. We know every cell has a membrane. He considers the lymph system the membrane of the tissues. The blood circulation system is the membrane of the organs. And every membrane is made of lipids. Whoa. Yeah, there's a little bit of protein in there. A little bit of this or a little bit of, but mostly, mostly, mostly lipids. So, and, and, and membranes are very active. Um, biologically, they're extremely active. They let things in, they push things out, they communicate with each other. So we have this whole system, uh, hierarchical organization. It's, it's just so beautiful to, to think of this, to think of our body this way. Um, all these different entities within entities. And when there's dis-ease, they're no longer working very well together. Hmm. And if the lipid defense goes off, the lipids in the membranes are going off too. So you'll have too much of these or too little of those, hmm. or vice versa. So now, if you can just picture the periodic table, you know there's rows going horizontally. Mm -hmm. And the lower the row is, the deeper it is in the body. So hmm. the subnuclear row, row will be very low. Wait, I, I have this periodic table right here, and I can give you an actual. Sure. Um, I have my Ravici book is this old Xerox hmm. copy because it wasn't online when I stopped started with, Zira, um, with Dr. Ravici. And 
the original copy I have of Dr. Ravici's book, I would not mark up, but this I will mark up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So here's the periodic table. Well, I don't know if that'll show kind very of well. Sort of, yeah, if you move it up a little bit. There you go. A little bit higher. All right. There you go. Yeah, we, <laughs> we got it. Okay. So right on top, I can't point because I'm holding the book, but right on top you have the hydrogen Yeah. over here. Where is the hydrogen? <laughs> on both sides, way up top, right? Yeah, it's on the top here. Right. Oh. Yeah, you it's got it. T- yeah. <laughs> it's over here. It, it's not so important. So each of the rows corresponds to a level in the body. Hmm. So the row that begins with, say, sodium here is the tissue level. The row that begins with potassium is the cell level. Then the row that begins with RB, rubidium, is the um, nuclear level, then there's the subnuclear level, and then there's the primary level. So this brings up a very important point that when you give something to somebody, let's say magnesium, mm-hmm. it's going to be active on the tissue level. We know from the chart. And then we also know from the vertical columns whether something is going to be um, what Ravici called um, homotrophic or heterotrophic. <laughs> hmm. And simply put, homotrophic is pro-inflammatory and heterotrophic is anti-inflammatory. So... And this brings up a very good point, too. You know, um, vitamins like vitamin D and vitamin K and vitamin... These are all... Vitamin E. These are all lipids. So they're going to have an effect on the, on the body. So one of the things I really love to, to teach people is you can't just take a supplement and not affect your... Sometimes... You can't, it's going to affect your lipid defense, especially if the supplement is a lipid, like a vitamin. So for people who say drive their vitamin D really, really high by taking huge amounts of vitamin D, that's going to affect your lipid defense. In a negative, could be in a negative way, right? Yeah, 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 push it out of balance Hmm. in that direction. Because vitamin D is the, um, I I made it, is homotrophic. Mm-hmm. So it's going to have certain effects that way. Boy, we all went yeah, through so many years in the natural food world of taking all this extra stuff just because it, we thought it would be good, right? And right. it's kind of going out of favor now and people I hang out with, <laughs> we're learning that wasn't <laughs> the best idea. Right, right. right. <laughs> but, we, but we learned a lot. Oh yeah, we? we learned a lot along the way. Like, crazy so you know we talked about hydrogen i breathe this gas so what does that mean that the hydrogen is way up the top there what level is the hydrogen technology i'm using i don't think what does he write what does it affect it there's nothing by it organism starts below hydrogen really yeah 
wonder what that means. Right there. Hmm. He didn't write yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. That, right. So there's nothing on the hydrogen level. And, the, and hydrogen is um, also on the, the other side, uh, um, at the top, yeah. with helium. Hmm. Hydrogen and helium are, not, are neither um, homotrophic or heterotrophic. <laughs> oh, good. We're right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. P- pretty fun. Well, I should know. I, I said that wrongly. Hydrogen's heterotrophic. But um, I, I totally understand molecular hydrogen, how important it is. Hmm. Sure feels good. You know, I don't know what it's doing. But. <laughs> um, male. Yeah, we've, oh. we've had an electrolyte product. I started out with electrolytes many, many years ago. Yeah. Because, Partly because when the lipid defenses off, the electrolytes are off in the body. Ah. So I created you know, electrolyte products to balance the electrolytes in the body. And now we're coming out with an electrolyte that we're putting, guess what, molecular hydrogen in. Oh, you are. Can, can we get these products from you? They're on our website. Are they? And some, yeah. And some of, the, some of the lipids that I talked oh, about. Oh, cool. The, the, the flame quells on the... I, I've got to talk about one more lipid. Do, do we have time? we got all the time you want, girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was concerned I've, I would be too tired. No, I've, I've got no place. We are. Yeah, I've got no place to go, so let's... You know. <laughs> no, I just have to water the garden. It's so hot here and there's no rain in sight. <laughs> um, okay, there's... I talked to the flame quell... And, and that's the one you want to use if you're having a symptom and you, your urine is acid. Acid, okay. There's a form of magnesium we call MGS. It's magnesium thiosulfate, a form of sulfur um, that you use for symptoms of pain that are alkaline. Okay. Al- alkaline urine. Alkaline urine during a. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let me define it. Let me define it. Ravici's midpoint. Ravici's midpoint is six point two. Okay. Okay. So alkaline is over six point two. I like to think. I think of it as over six point four, and acid is below six point two, below six point zero. Mm-hmm. So if you take your urine pH at the time you're having the symptom. Mm-hmm. Now, if you haven't urinated for a long time, the pH might just give you an average of the last few hours. But so you want a, a urine sample that's with the at the time of the symptom. Mm-hmm. In other words, if people always have pain in the afternoon taking the urine in the morning to see what they should take in the afternoon won't make any sense. Hmm. You take your pain, your urine pH at the time. And um, we have pH papers on the, uh, that we advise to use on the website mm-hmm. because the pH paper allows the, um, has the right increments. If you have pH paper with just one, two, yeah, or four, five, tell. six, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's got to have, it's got to have small inc- smaller increments. Mm-hmm. 
So those those are um, are everyday products everybody can use. Cool. In fact, we sell a kit: pH paper, some flame quell, and actually we call it flame quell plus, just to be exact, and MGS. That's the magnesium. We sell that as a, as, as a kit. Yeah. So, so do you explain and on your website what which one to use for either a acid yes. or an alkaline pH during pain? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yes. Great. Great. And then, um, and to me, one of Ravici's brilliant, brilliant strokes—not that he didn't have many brilliant strokes—but this one. There's two kinds of inflammatory fatty acids. And he identified one, the most damaging one, in the 1930s in his lab at the Pasteur Institute Hmm. um, that was not not recognized otherwise until the night mentioned in the literature until the 1970s and then in the early 80s a nobel prize was given to a um, for the structure of a related fatty acid okay and what as a result he created a lipid that will oxidize, stop this fatty acid in its tracks. And the reason I'm, okay, to date, there's no supplement, there's no medication, and there's no, well, with the, there is a, a medication or two that will do, stop this a little bit. But there's no supplement, medication, or diet that will stop this in its tracks. So let me give you an example of its application. When I gave this to people with COVID, symptoms resolved within 24 to 48 hours, all symptoms, sometimes immediately. And this fatty acid is called leukotrienes. Leukotrienes? Leuco, leuco, as in white bloods, leuco, L-E-U-K-O, leukotrienes, T-R-I-E-N-E-S. The difference between, now if I get an allergy, inhale something that I'm allergic to, it's not leukotrienes. It's run-of-the-mill fatty acids. They're not going to damage. Well, yeah, they cause symptoms, but they're not going to damage my nose or my my mucosal linings or anything. But when leukotri- when when the fatty acids, the run-of-the-mill fatty acids, can't take care of the problem, leukotrienes come out, and they're damaging. So, for example, autoimmune disease. That's in, autoimmune disease is highly inflammatory. What, what makes autoimmune disease, autoimmune, um, it's the leukotrienes in autoimmune diseases that actually causes the tissue damage. 
So the knuckles get large, for example, in rheumatoid arthritis. The tissue is literally damaged. Yes, leukotrienes are playing a role too in osteoarthritis, which is not autoimmune. But so stopping leukotrienes in osteoarthritis helps osteoarthritis. But they're actually, you must stop them in um, autoimmunity. And the, the thing that oxidizes, that Ravici found that oxidizes leukotrienes is he took sulfur, just sulfur, hmm. incorporated into a fatty acid, and that's it. You put a dropper of this in your throat or two. Most people, you know, a standard dose of, of this L, we call it LB, lipid bound, LB sulfur, LBS. Um, a maintenance dose for someone say with autoimmunity is a dropper can go in a capsule, can go right on the food or right in the mouth, hmm. um, is, a cap, is a dropper which is a capsule, meaning a dropper fits in the large end of a double lot um, twice a day. Is it is safe for people who are listening that want to try some of these things on your website, drravisi.com, and they're not sure what they're doing, could they try a couple of these things safely with not hurting themselves? Yes, all of these things, yeah. Don't take more than it says. And see, see what <laughs> and, happens. And they're all, and they're non-toxic. Hmm. And they're non-toxic. Interesting. How many and different products do you have? About? <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, probably only eight or ten. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, this, well, I'm not remembering exactly what's on the website. There's ones that I use that I, I work individually with people, mm-hmm. which I'm doing less and less of, so I'm not encouraging people to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's take a few more emails before we go. Here's one. We have a man here, 67. His total cholesterol is 145, triglyceride 78, LDL 86, HDL 43. Wants to know, how come my cholesterol is so low? I, I did the math on his thing while I was waiting, right? With my little calculator. Okay. And his, What's the math? His number is 290 tissue. 290. He's on just below the 300 to 500 tissue cholesterol. Right? Oh. Um, I'm really glad to he brings this up. Thank you. Um, some people have low cholesterol. And if they've always had low cholesterol, they've always had low cholesterol, no problem. Leave it alone. Hmm. What we want to do, though, is see if there's a change in the cholesterol. That needs to be investigated. So I was treating a young woman for a number of years back when... um, 
and she suddenly got sick with a a um, autoimmune disease, a rheumatoid-like disease. Hmm. Her cholesterol bottomed out, just dropped enormously. Her triglycerides dropped at that time. And there's other people I. When I see their cholesterol, I, I, I can tell that they're, they're set up for some immunity by other parameters in there. But if you've always had low cholesterol, leave it alone. It's fine. No problem. Is it true that we have to have enough cholesterol to make testosterone? The right amount of testosterone. All, all of our hormones are made from cholesterol. Cholesterol, yeah. Yeah. Having the right amount doesn't ensure you make the hormones because that's an intense biologic process. Hmm. But yes, hormones are lipids, lipids. for sure. Yeah. Here's, here's a great question. What could be the problem from Janet if you can't sweat, even in the sauna? Well, can't imagine that. That's interesting. What could be going on in the body? Um. Electrolytes are off. Electrolytes. Electrolytes are off. Hmm. Are electrolytes pretty much just magnesium, calcium, phosphorus? No? What are they? Um, actually, I, I think of six electrolytes. Six. And, and calcium isn't one of them. When I think of electrolytes, I think of what charges the, ce or the cell membrane. Hmm. Because electrolytes have a lot to do with putting, keeping the cell membrane charge, and the right balance of electrolytes keeps the cell membrane charge, and a charged cell membrane is a healthy cell. Hmm. For example, a cancer cell, the membrane charge just drops, drops, drops. Just not there. Or, yeah. So a lot of people who can sweat maybe have a particularly low chloride, but I don't want to... Yeah. Again, we're all individuals, but you need to look at the electrolytes. Take electrolytes. We, we came out with our first electrolyte product based on Ravici in the 1990s. We, I haven't seen another electrolyte product hit the market since then that actually is designed to balance your electrolytes. And what's yours called? What's the name of it? Um, the... The one that's available right now, it's called, um, what is it called? It's, it's the Celtic sea salt. We stopped selling our own electrolytes back in when we had to close the office because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So right, and our electrolyte products are now being sold by a company called Selena Natural. If, if you go to um, my website, you can find the electrolyte product it's a powder. Okay. I recommend the powder one. And you just put two scoops in eight ounces of water and do that a few times a day. Um, hmm. the, soon, watch for the electrolyte powder with the molecular hydrogen that's coming you can out. Add the hydrogen that'll, be, that'll be on our website. That'll be on but our if website. we go to your website, we might do it. We could, we'll find this electrolyte powder. It'll be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right now, you'll be ordering the electrolyte powder. Um, the website will directly 
direct you to Selena Naturally, who's, so, who's selling it. Who's selling it. We put it under their label because we couldn't sell it without the office. Ah, I see. We couldn't, ship, we couldn't ship it out without the office. Are they in Europe so and they'll they, ship here? Okay. Pardon? Are they, Selena, are they in Europe as well? No, no, no. This is all U.S. All U.S. Cool. Yeah, this is all U.S. I just, I'm in France now, but I'm still U.S.-based. <laughs> oh, cool. You know, I should probably try the electrolytes since I do so many saunas. That'd be good for me, right? To take these. Yeah, and yeah. can you imagine the saunas with the electrolytes with the molecular hydrogen? Yeah. Well, I'll be, <laughs> That's what I want feedback on. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to get we'll some send of that. Some, I'll send you a couple of samples of that. Oh, that's of the, nice. uh, the new electrolyte. Because I'd, I'd like your feedback since you are already working with the molecular oh, yeah. hydrogen. That would be invaluable. That'd be great. I'd do it. Cool. Let's see. Here's another one. Wow. Why does drinking large amounts of almost any liquid turn a person's alkaline electrostatic in a matter of minutes? Woo. Do you understand that question? I, no, I don't understand it yet. What is it? Why does Can? drinking large amounts of almost any liquid turn a person alkaline, and then they've got electrostatic in parentheses, in a matter of minutes? I'm not familiar with that. Okay. You can say, I don't know. That's good. Um, I'd like to point out something, though, about the pH. You know, when I look at pH, I only think of pH in terms of telling us about the lipid balance in the body. The lipid balance. The lipid balance. Right. If they're too acid or too alkaline, it has... I, I don't set a goal to make the body alkaline. Yeah. You can make the body alkaline just by drinking a little bit of baking soda. Baking soda. Water. Yeah, you can. You can okay. have a. So you so you treated your urine pH. You haven't done anything for your body yeah. by proving that it's alkaline now. Yeah. So, so when I'm talking about pH, I'm not talking about alkaline is better. I'm talking about in a healthy pH. You're alkaline first thing in the morning and your acid in the evening hmm. because your lipids your lipids are um, shifting throughout the day. Sure. So in a healthy system, we would be a six point two plus pH urine, and then and then four or five o'clock we would be minus six point two. Yeah, or it might even be later. Later. You know, it could be five, six o'clock, or it could be nine o'clock for mm. some people. Mm -hmm. And just beware taking pH, you know, right after a meal, that could alkalinize it. That's not so right. good. Um, and if you test your urine when you first get up in the morning and you haven't emptied your bladder since all night, you're only getting an average pH. You're not getting the pH in the morning. So you want to empty your bladder and just wait a little bit and, and test take the it. pH. Mm. Yeah, before you, before you drink caffeine or eat, 
before because caffeine's going to alkalize it, so you mm-hmm. can fool yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we signed up for these bodies, they didn't tell us all this stuff. <laughs> say say what? When we signed up for these bodies before we incarnated here. They didn't tell us all this stuff. I mean, <laughs> we we never got an owner's manual. Wait, was that a, was that in the fine print or what? Because <laughs> I missed it. I don't know. <laughs> oh God! Here's here's. I, I'm I'm thinking of something too that I, yeah. I I failed to say about the lipid bound sulfur. Okay. Okay, that the one that oxidizes the leukotrienes. Um. It's a leukotriene tornado that causes a cytokine storm. We all heard of, you know, people in with COVID getting hmm. cytokine storms. And that's very serious, dangerous, and often lethal. And that's how I put it together that everybody needs the sulfur, <laughs> the lipid bound sulfur. Because the leukotrienes, you, you need a, a leukotriene tornado to get a cytokine storm. Hmm. We've been promoting. As as, go ahead. Go ahead. And the other, the other time, um, the other times you're getting cytokine storms is someone's addicted to opioids and, and is withdrawing. That's huh? a cytokine storm. What does that mean, cytokine storm? Is that like, what is that? Cytokines is another extremely inflammatory hmm. um, player in the body. And it takes the leukotrienes to get them in these quantities. Is, is it possible we have inflammation somewhere with no pain? No pain. We're just good. Yes. Is it? How would we yeah. know? How would we know? Reading something that's inflammatory. One is you look at your pH, because if it's always one or the other, you've got inflammation. Oh, if it's all, if it's always acid or alkaline, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't have the diurnal variation mm. that is healthy. That's probably your best way to know. Yeah, interesting. Here, and so, then, of course, if the LDL cholesterol or tissue cholesterol is high or low, that's another, um, unless you always had low cholesterol, I have to put that sure. exception in. <laughs> yeah. um, an emailer says, I take a NATO E300 milligram supplement of the Delta Gamma Tocotrinols, is that the same as the dangerous leukotrinols, leukotrinols? No, 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 no. Unrelated. Unrelated. Leukotrienes, tocotrienols, absolutely different. Mm-hmm. One's a nutrient. <laughs> Here's an email from Leroy. Some of Patrick's guests have spoken negatively about too many omega-3s. What does your guest think about that? Ah. Hmm. I'll join them. You'll join them? I join them. Yeah. I, um, 
I recommend omega-3s, um, large doses acutely, very quickly, because they could help pain, they could help heal, mm -hmm. but not continuous supplementation. I think, I think they, they are toxins. Hmm. And as we discussed earlier, you can't, you can't take a fatty acid out of any food and it not become a to get oxidized somewhere along the line, even if it's when you first ingest it. Hmm. Air exposure. Maybe that's why some people can feel a little bit better when they take like cod liver oil um, for a week or so. Maybe it's helping them for a minute. For a minute, right? Yeah, hmm. yeah. But then you, then you'd want to quit, not do that. Better you should eat a fatty fish hmm. three times a week, two times a week, even you to mean, get some omega three. Like like salmon, if you want to get more yeah, omega. Yeah, if you can, right, yeah. right. See other emails here. Wow. Is Elena Avram still alive and practicing Ravici medicine? I don't know her. I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Have you heard of her? I mean, Do I know her? I knew her, yeah. You knew her. Hmm. The last time I saw her was at Ravici's funeral oh. in 1998, hmm. March. Mm-hmm. Well... We've and um, Patrick, there's one other thing I want to make really clear. Okay. Um, I do not practice medicine anymore. I do not have a medical license. Okay. I chose to give that up when I got railroaded for the type of practice I do. I understand. I understand. And so I don't. I don't want anyone to misconstrue that my advice is that of a licensed medical practitioner. Absolutely underscored many <laughs> times with many exclamations. Right. Well, we have, we have a lot of former MDs that are still MDs, but they don't practice medicine on our show. So you're in good company. Oh, good. I'm, I'm in the right company. <laughs> you're in the right company. I knew I was in the right company with you, but that well, even is more reassuring. Well, thank you for that. Here's a good one from Lester. He's in Seattle, up where he used to live. You were in Oregon. Um, is there one product that the doctor, <laughs> excuse me, has that would help keep this whole um, thing and balance these fatty acids that she's been talking about? Is there a product to that keep you, us balanced? That you sell, that you that you have available to help keep these acids you were talking about in balance. The lipid defense thing. Right. No, I, I don't think of a product to keep the lipid okay. defense in balance. It's a lifestyle. It's choices we make all day, every day. Right. But with all, everybody and their brother has a different idea about diet. I mean, Duh. I mean, how does people, they just have to do trial and success, right? And see what works for them. See how they feel. 
And you can look at some blood right. things, right? You can look at some blood things. Yeah. Yeah. That really is the number one, isn't it? I mean, the proof is in the pudding, right? I mean, if we're eliminating and we feel good and we can make love and play golf and run and, I don't know, do our work, it's pretty good, right? Right. <laughs> And be here now. And be here now, baby. That's right. That's why I talk to God every now and then. Listen, all I want to do is eat and be able to poop, and I'm good, you know? <laughs> I have a very low uh, to-do list, you know? Here's uh, <laughs> just eat and poop, and I'm, I'm fine. I am a 58-year-old woman. I'm exercising, eating a home-cooked meals and a little bit of carbohydrates, my total cholesterol is 278. Wow. My LDL is 145. My HDL 95. My triglycerides are 65. What do you think about my numbers? Well, let's do our numbers because you taught us how to do it. Okay? Yes. Let's do it. So we'll do it right here. But we're not practicing medicine. We're just doing the numbers. How can I keep I don't it? have my calculator I handy, do. but I'm Mine. trusting you can. Okay. Well, I don't have enough light because it's one of these things that says... You gotta have light. Okay, so we're gonna do. Let's see. One thirty-five. Yeah, LDL by. is the top number, right? Right. One forty-five. She is divided. One forty-five. Yeah, divided by HDL, which is um, HDL ninety-five. Okay, so that's one point five two, and then we're gonna time that times their big number, right? Which is total cholesterol 278 okay 78 wow wow she's 424 12 424 424 okay so her tissue cholesterol is fine yeah however and I'm really glad she asked this question because <laughs> I didn't think to include this before a high HDL indicates inflammation. That's way too high. Is it? Even if your yes. tissue cholesterol number is pretty cool, you said the HDL, I wrote it down. Well, the high HDL gives her a good tissue cholesterol. Ah. Ah. But it itself, an HDL over 70 is suspicious, and mm. certainly as high as hers is. So you want to be... We want to be less than 70 on the HDL. Yeah. And what do we say? 60, the, yeah. 67. Um, I consider, you know, 60 pretty perfect on an HDL. Oh, we like perfect. But if you get an HDL, if you have an HDL below 40, you've probably got a genetic situation going on. Probably, Meaning you, yeah. yes, you probably have um, a family history strong in cardiovascular disease and or diabetes. Hmm. What would we say and your your favorite LDL number is? I missed that one. You have what? Your favorite LDL number? Oh, um, I said 115. Yeah. I had that, but I lost it. So do you think if we're on a particular diet, like crazy, like I'm doing just for fun, 
that after three months, uh, the blood would be a pretty good indication of what this diet is doing for me or not doing for me? Especially if we could compare it to one Before. that you've had prior to this three-month experiment. Yeah, even yeah. a year ago? Even a year ago? Even a year ago, yeah, because a year ago would give us a ballpark figure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, this is a great question. This is from Clarissa. That sounds good. Does Dr. Re- does does Dr. Oh, she called you Dr. Ravisi. This is not Dr. Ravisi. This is Dr. August. Does Dr. August think that there's any benefit to doing a hair analysis? Hmm. Hair analysis. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you? And if you have a very skilled practice, yeah. uh, interpreter. They've got to know, right? That is, yeah. That's, I used to do hair analysis all the time. Did you? But, yeah, I I can't, <laughs> I realize I just can't be, you know, um, good at everything I, if I do too many different things. I mm. used to practice homeopathy, too. Yeah. So I, I have focused on the research that Ravici set me on. See, if you look at, if you read Ravici's book as a, as a as a scientist as a you know professional you see there's so many things he began there's so many things in that book that we could continue and could change the face of it could change i always say if we continued ravici's work not just one sole practitioner right right <laughs> Um, but if, if in a large research, large-scale um, way, we can continue Ravici's research, it would transform medicine the way Einstein transformed physics. Really? Wow. A century, a century ago. Absolutely. Wow. 1897 yeah. to 1998, whose work not only spanned two continents in 70 years. His seminal work in lipid, lipid quantum chemistry last century is yet to be recognized and utilized in medical science practice today. That's from your website. Wow. Oh, that was well said. Well said. No, I thought you did a good job there. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. he looked like a wonderful kind of guy, too. He's got a good good vibe about him, huh? Yeah, yeah. I was very easy to be fond of Ravici, and he was so... He was so kind and interested in people. That oh. was so beautiful. Yeah. Hmm. Well. So, um, Patrick, I. <laughs> yeah, it's time to go. I mean, we've we've only stayed here two and two hours and twenty minutes. I mean, come on. That's all. That's okay. All. <laughs> you got to go water your garden, right? You got to go water your garden. Yeah. 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 What time is it there? And. France. Where I am, it's um seven seven sixteen. Uh huh. And you're you're going to stay there for a while, or come back here? What are your what's your plans? Um, it will unfold. I'll know when I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the way I do life. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's why my, my teacher, whenever I ask him a question like that, one of my teachers, he says, "Well, we'll see." Yeah, I don't. We'll see. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Good for you. Well, it's an honor to have you on the show. It's been great fun. 
Thank you very much. And, and let me, thank you so much. It's you're you're delightful to spend this time with. Oh, really delightful. You're very kind. Thank you, thank you. DrRavisi.com. Namaste to you. May the blessings be. And we will see you soon. Let us know if we can help with anything. Just shoot me an email. You know, if you need something, coffee, sugar, ammo, whatever you need. Just call me. Send me an email. <laughs> I'll see you soon, Doc. Thank you. It's been an honor having you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you. Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com, and we are with Dr. Um, Lynn August. Wow, wasn't that fun? Man, I really liked that one. So I'm going to get some of the electrolytes from our website. I want to get some of those. Okay, I will see you on Friday, and we're going to talk about life, love, and fooling around, and We get in all kinds of things, mostly spiritual, kind of things like who we are, why we are, where we are, and what's it all about, Alfie, our favorite subject, and it's titled, It Takes a Long Time to Get Young, our show on Fridays, because we think the whole aging thing is just made up. Okay, so I will see you on Friday. Thanks a lot. I love you. May the blessings be, and uh, take care of yourself. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.